0: You are listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode number 166, Side A. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is a Side A episode, which means we will talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, and whatever else caught eye this week. I don't know what Florida going like. going like 1920s newscast.
1: <laughs> or <laughs> gangster. <laughs> gangster.
2: All right, that's me. a ramshackle of a humdingery. It sure is.
0: I'm Chaz Lightfist, and I am joined by Brad Stankhammer.
1: Hi, how you doing? I am Brad Stankhammer
0: and Philip Laserteeth.
1: Laserteeth. Teeth.
0: This week we are going to talk about the final season of the chilling adventures of Sabrina, Wonder Woman '84, and Soul, or is it Wonder Woman '1984? I think it's uh, 1984. I think it's '84. I think it's Blazer to
1: thief. Lay down that stank hammer. This I is a review drop show. Drop that
2: stank, Greg.
1: I get to drop that stank?
2: Yeah, I oh. didn't write it in there.
1: I Well, yeah, actually, I think it is
2: it, it spoiler is Greg. Hi, I get to talk about spoilers. You are spoiler Greg. I will spoil. We will spoil stuff today. Uh, yeah, we're actually, there's going to be a heated discussion about Sabrina. yeah. There
1: will right. be some spoilers.
2: There's going to be spoilers because it's you can't review it without spoiling it. And that's going to happen. And uh, if you have not seen any of those things we talked about, then uh, go away. If you have seen them and would like to be part of the conversation and listen in on the conversation, then don't complain about spoilers. If you haven't seen
1: them and you still want to listen because you really don't care about spoilers, you should hang out too.
2: I uh, just had a text came come through that says Jimmy is heading up to log on to record the podcast. So yeah. that me that leads me to believe that the Jimmy that is currently podcasting with us is a who are you?
0: Host. Or maybe maybe you're a Bizarro Jimmy, snatcher. Jimmy,
2: Bizarro Jimmy. <laughs> it's just um, weirder that weirder. Is that, that like Spanish explorer Jimmy?
0: Bizarro Jimmy.
2: No, not Pizarro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no i will have nothing to do with them guys got some news is there news there is i'm going to give you a friendly reminder here as we are closing in on the release of psycho gore psycho gore man drops on january 22nd so rob was just setting his watch so so actually i just got the message that you were heading up Set an alarm. Wow, that's really weird. Um, Tell all your friends, because we're going to be talking about it. This is a huge spoiler warning in advance. Psycho Goreman comes out January 22nd. Probably my most anticipated release so far this year. Also, guys, can you believe we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of From Dusk Till Dawn?
1: Oh, God. Can you believe... We're coming up on the twentieth anniversary of September eleventh.
0: Mm. Yeah, one of those is a little more um, not awful than the other. Well, a lot not awful, and that's from Dust Till Dawn. If you guys haven't seen it, I, I, it's an absolutely fantastic vampire film directed by one Robert Rodriguez of Spy Kids fame.
1: He also he's done some other things. I think. It- It is right up there among my favorite vampire movies, I will say. Mine as well. Um, It was
2: uh, uh, on both of your guys' list of favorite vampire movies, I think,
1: when we did the top five list of that. I think Lost Boys is still my favorite, though. But yeah, From Dusk Till Dawn is up there.
0: For sure. Uh, So look out for that.
1: Uh,
0: Robert Rodriguez just tweeted or said in an interview that he has seen the color grading on the 4K release, and he's very, very excited about it. To look out for a super special edition
2: coming soon,
0: and a, a this Just
2: justin
0: newsflash. The other they day-
2: just uh, spent uh, a whole lot of time color grading the uh, Snake Charming Dance. I think. Ooh, <laughs> it's going to look flawless in,
1: in high def. I'm I'm all in.
0: Yeah, for that dance alone, going to deliver a special edition DVD personally, Blu-ray rather. Uh, another, just a quick note, something I saw tonight, the Event Horizon 4K release has been delayed until March, mm. with the disclaimer on the website that special features are still currently being worked on, so one can hope mm. that we will see that lost footage restored. Mm. That's all I got.
2: <laughs> uh, w- before we get to the sad stuff, uh, what do you guys know about the, Star- the various Star Wars timelines?
1: Such as
2: um, in the, so they uh, when Disney took over Star Wars, mm-hmm. they split up the timelines into with like headers or names. So it was uh, the fall of the Jedi. Yep, and then which there would, be, the Skywalker saga, right? Well, it was fall of the Jedi. Skywalker saga was more of a marketing thing mm-hmm. uh, for like the whole thing, but it was fall of the Jedi, which is Phantom Metis through Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. reign of the reign of the Empire. Which is actually, uh, which, uh, which, so far, was just Solo, Star Wars story. But they're adding the bad and badge in there.
1: What about Rogue One? Would Rogue One fall uh, in that category?
2: The, no, the next one is Age of Rebellion, which is Rebels, Rogue One, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Okay. The New Republic is Mandalorian so far. And Rise of the First Order, which is uh, Resistance... Okay. Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Um, so, of course, I mentioned some of those things that haven't come out yet, like the Bad Batch and Resistance and those things. But there is uh, another one that they added, another header. This one is uh, several hundred years, I believe, before Fall of the Jedi, and that is the High Republic. Mm-hmm. We did speak about that. Not, we spoke about it a little while ago. Not glowingly,
1: about- either. We'll talk about books that were coming out, things like that, for the High Republic. I was concerned about about the stories that they were going to put Well, out. yeah, because
2: they they said that they were going to focus away from the wars aspect of Star Wars. So it's going to be like Jedi's gardening. That's like half the name.
0: Yeah. It's going to be the Battle of the Intergalactic Bands. <laughs>
2: They're doing dance offs, you can have like star
1: break dance <laughs> dance. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is where we find out that that band is actually like thousands of years old, and they just travel the cosmos playing that song that, that I would one song watch that
0: that's the whole like all of the Star Wars timelines.
2: Come on, there's enough bands that that actually have gotten around based on just one song that they play over and over again. (gasps) Leonard (laughs) Skinner. Actually, they have two. I know. Play Free Bird. And don't come after me, Sweet Home Alabama people. Anyway, so this New High Republic stuff, they did, uh, as reported by Nerdist, they did start releasing more information about the books. If you are a Star Wars book person, this is... uh, You know, for a while there, when they started releasing Star Wars books, it was... They had some approved authors, but there was so much stuff coming out. Not a lot of editorial oversight. And some were good, some were bad, some were awful. Um, But now it's all under under Disney, and you can have your complaints about Disney, but very, very very rarely does anything get out that is subpar. You might not like the content, you might not like the story, you might not like (laughs) this,
1: but it's not badly edited. It's not badly (laughs) written. The um, the ahead. the last trilogy yeah. might be, might have been considered subpar, but it was
2: pretty. It was very uh, I'll say well crafted on the visual side of things. Yeah, but visually polished, sure. Yeah. No um, no physics problems with golden ropes. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: Excellent. So uh, anyway, if you are into Star Wars books start checking up looking out for the High Republic. I do not know when those are coming out. I may look for them on Audible. Cool. I'm going to look for some golden Rips. And after Rob finds those
0: on Audible, you can direct your attention to the website. Because coming in the next couple of days, at least it will be set up. Is There will be Rob a
1: set, a category that I can
2: edit. Review Corner, Rob's book nook. There you go. What I, you I what want a, I want a music corner. Can you make me a oh, music page? Do you Poof, your that? music page.
0: Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. I'll set one up. So, yeah, this is uh, some of that new content, guys, that we've been talking about. So
1: keep a lookout. What else do we got for news? We'll guys? call it Greg's Easy Listening Cafe. <laughs> Greg's Smooth Watch. Jazz Cafe. I,
2: I have ideas. I love so just- it. It's going to be like a music of your life kind of situation where I talk about various songs and albums and the memories associated with them.
1: Um, another announcement, speaking of delays, uh, I know we talked about delaying the, uh, the 4K release of Event Horizon, but there was another delay that was announced today. Um, not a big deal unless you live in the Orlando area and you're a fan of Megacon. They have made the decision to back Megacon up again, from March to August. So Megacon now will not be happening in Orlando until August. Hey, maybe, maybe by that
0: time, maybe more celebs uh, will be comfortable mm-hmm. with traveling that time. And
1: and that may know, be why they
0: decided to do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, who was supposed to be there? William Shatner. You He's know, too old to come out in COVID. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe maybe that gives it time, and, and that stinks. You know, because I I, hey, sure, I can't wait to
1: get out. But I think August gives it enough time for the vaccine to proliferate a little bit. Yeah, I sure hope so. And
0: uh, I I will be looking forward to it. man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kick my heels up and paint the town red
1: with with the entrails of your enemies. Well, I was just saying I was going to party at Megacon, but, you know, sure. Well, we know how you party, Jimmy. Yeah, it's pretty pretty violent. (laughs) So some bad news. Sure. Tanya Roberts died. Twice, apparently. Mm. Man.
2: That is not... You almost (laughs) made me snarf coffee on that line, and that's not the reason I wanted to snarf coffee. Unfortunate.
1: Yeah. So Greg apparently had the story on that. I, I had heard that it was a hoax, but I guess Greg... No,
2: she she f- collapsed in her place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and, I had heard.
2: And was... Uh, I don't know the exact term for it. When you're, your vitals are very bad. Unstable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so unstable vitals. Uh, so her publicist, uh, when she got brought to the hospital, thought that she had died and announced that she had died. And people that had worked with her, you know, fans of hers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, did all these uh, obituaries and kind sayings and all that. And then it came out that she had not in fact died. She was just in very, in critical condition and that the publicist was premature. And then she actually died. And I'm not entirely sure what people are doing now.
1: Um, You know, see above (laughs) because the publicist is now, is now Nostradamus.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the publicist uh, screwed up and my first thought. We thinking that she was going to be okay, of course. And by the way, we, we, uh, people might not know who she is. Oh, uh, we,
1: we've covered some of her stuff. We know who Tanya Roberts is. Yes, but... Was that oh, about but that? Mo- most notably, she's from That 70s Show, right? Yeah, she was... Uh,
2: Recently, the, yes. yeah. The hot wife of uh, the Midge. neighbor or friend.
1: Yeah. Midge. Midge. But she was also the sexy slave girl in one of the movies that I picked, and that was Beastmaster.
2: I went for that part. I did not get it. So I'm having a little bit of a feud with Tanya Roberts. Apparently you won. <laughs> Jesus. She knows what she did.
1: Wow, Greg. <laughs> no. Did you Didn't kill you her? Jesus, Greg. What? What? Uh, what did you say? You realize she died,
2: right? Yeah. I could say I, I had a had a feud with her. I'm You're sure she, with she, she would get it. You just did you kill die. her, Greg? No is tanya roberts it's, but yes um, i do uh it is sad that she's gone she was, and she was a bond girl of course yeah, but man. um yeah she uh i was i was very worried about her her publicist when all this went down
1: well you were like well he got fired and i'm like well yeah his client is gone so he doesn't have the job anymore well i what? thought i
2: think it was she first of all um i think that i was like oh shit she like can you imagine like you come out of this something like that and you're like yeah your publicist told everyone that you were dead and Whoops. would you fire them, or would you be like, "Oh well, you know, I'm back"? So I don't know. It's uh, it, I've I've followed the saga
0: of that, and I've seen it, um, as much as has been shown in the media, um, with her partner experiencing that, and it's just heartbreaking to hear the guy talk. He was being interviewed when they called him and said she was still alive after he thought he had said his goodbyes to her he was uh, doing an interview for entertainment tonight they called he was like just crying tears of happiness and then to be told that she was gone again i, I can't imagine the heartbreak. Mm. Hey, especially he probably because he couldn't get to the hospital of course you right know he him. could not yep mm. so some very sad news yes That's terrible
2: florida yes
0: so let's move it's on, on news to from the, the, the person
2: that celebrates by smearing himself in entrails. Jimmy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh,
0: though I have not been. Um, you haven't had I mean, your entrails fixed yet this year? <laughs> I have been reported on by the news yet. So, uh, you know, I'll be so making a soon enough. However, from the state that's most shaped like a penis, we bring you some weird news every week. This segment called "WTF" or "Welcome to Florida." This week brings you the story of one gentleman um, from Florida. Of course, his name's Joseph Prohaska. He's forty years old from Brevard County. No God. He was celebrating New Year's course he was uh in very florida fashion having sex with an alligator close <laughs> mr prohuska was uh driving through the streets of this neighborhood on his airboat
1: <laughs> he was...
0: <laughs> yeah he was he knocked over neighbor's trash cans and was shooting off fireworks from his airboat <laughs>
1: Thank you, Florida man.
0: (laughs) This is nowhere else in the country.
1: That it, that it. I love that story.
0: (laughs) Way to to start the the new year. Uh, Fortunately, no one was hurt. Uh, Deputies were caused, uh, recalled to the scene when they responded. Prohaska turned the airboat on and started to rev the engine to, quote, cause a disturbance and mock law enforcement. Deputies threatened to put his father in custody something unrelated when Mr. Prohaska said, I will kill you if you hurt him. He is now facing disorderly conduct charges and making threats to law enforcement. Uh, Again, fortunately no one was hurt, but after that drunken rampage, I'm sure this gentleman, Joseph Prohaska, 40 years old of Brevard County is really regretting his life decisions. Um, Ironically, not ironically, ironically, they were called to respond on his street, Mimosa Avenue. <laughs> That's <is laughs> so great. There's a lot of <laughs> hack here. Oh, man. There's only, uh, there's only a few
2: states where uh, this could actually happen. Maybe southern Georgia, Louisiana, perhaps. Yeah, Louisiana, southern Georgia, Florida, of course. Like, And there's only really one country where this could happen. You don't see a lot of airboat-related incidents in, like, you know, France. You don't know. Maybe Vietnam, you could probably see that. There's a lot of things, marshy like that, areas. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I had an airboat thing for a
1: while. Maybe they've know. got a modified airboat in like Finland. You don't know to go over the snow and stuff. Did you? I mean, say you had an airboat thing for a while. I did. I I, I, I totally missed that. Did you really say that? I yeah. did
2: say that. I, I I there was a short while. It was a while ago. Like it was. Uh, Fifteen some odd years ago, I there was a moment where I was like, I kind of want an airboat.
1: He was figuring out how to get chicks on the airboat and play him guitar and shit.
2: No, I was da- I was dating someone, and that was one of the reasons we were actually con- we very 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 briefly con- considered getting the plans to make one, and then I then I very much expected myself to blow up somewhere in the Everglades, and that plan was over. All right,
0: that's a uh, yep. Oh, like, they... Did you yeah. find
2: those planes in the back of a Popular
0: Mechanics magazine? Because I always wanted to build one of the motherfucking helicopters.
2: Yeah, they did. They had hovercrafts there too. I don't remember where I saw it, but you should find that out. Yeah, yeah. No, because then I'm going to end up making another airboat or wanting to make another airboat. We should
1: make. It. I think we should make an airboat.
2: My story does not end blowing up in a homemade airboat in the Everglades.
1: We should make it. We should go on uh, forged in fire and make an airboat instead of a weapon. Uh,
0: excuse me, sir, uh, sirs, uh, you can't be on teams and you're building weapons, not airboats. Shut up!
1: We're gonna do what
0: we want. You're We're from Florida.
2: <laughs> We're on like a sled with a bunch of fans and like some extension cords.
1: And and between the three of us, we'll get so far in the airboat that they'll just let us stay on the show. <laughs> Be like, you know what? I want to see where this goes.
0: Coming next fall, three guys, one airboat. (laughs) Watch three guys from Florida attempt to build an airboat of nothing
2: but metal pipe cleaners on a shop table. So, uh, if you want to fund our airboat shenanigans, (laughs) why don't you join our Patreon and become a patron of the show for just $5. (laughs) Uh, You get to uh, join our show and join our Discord chat and know what we're going to talk about beforehand. Well, for the most part, what we're going to talk about. We did not plan on talking about airboats. Well, me and airboats. Uh, So, yeah, it's fun. You get to learn the movie we're talking about. You get to add top five lists. You get to uh, have a special birthday episode. I'm sure I got to relook at our birthday list. I'm sure we have some patrons with birthdays coming up.
0: Yep. You get a phone number, you can call in, leave voicemails, you can call yeah. in and leave reviews, or hell, you can even call in. We might pick up the phone. Yeah. While we're recording.
2: There you go. We're,
1: we're going to name this episode Greg's Airboat Fetish.
2: We can, uh, <laughs> you could, uh, you know, help us build an airboat that we are inevitably going to blow up in the middle of. We're not even going to make it to the Everglades. It's going to blow up in the lake across from... Hell no,
1: we're going to drive it around the neighborhood.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you just need a
0: John boat and a big fan.
1: I already yep. About this. So, anyway, Patreon... just dot- make it look like it's it's an airboat, and we'll just drive it around the... <laughs> Shooting off fireworks. <laughs> oh,
2: hell yeah. Patreon.com slash Gibby5podcast. Uh, yeah. Which
0: of us lives on a street that most sounds like a cocktail?
2: Mm, Not me, me. me, probably. Maybe. Mine sounds like a, a micro brew.
0: Yeah. Sure. So, guys, jumping into our topics this, this evening, what would you like to discuss first?
1: From what shit show are we going to talk about first?
2: Out of your system or... Uh, Let's start off with Soul. Let's start and with then, Soul, and then you guys can do uh, Sabrina, and then we'll uh, empty out the tank with uh, Wonder Woman. We think sounds good. So the
0: movie Soul,
2: Soul, the latest
0: Pixar Disney <laughs> release was released on Christmas of 2020, directed by Pete Doctor and Kemp Powers, starring Jamie Fox, Final Fay. Graham Norton, Rachel House. Who, who
1: by the Final way, sounds like a like a boss in a game or something. It's Tina Fey. I don't know why it says Final Fey. I, oh. I was
0: like, oh, Tina Fey have a daughter or something? I have no idea why. Final right. Fey. Starring I, Tina Fey.
1: I like Final Fey. It sounds like a boss in like a uh, uh, RPG game or something. After you <laughs> fight Richard, all of the other phase, All the other forms of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it morphs forms like three times.
0: <laughs> this right. is the Final Fey. Tina Fey and then like impersonation Tina Fey, Tina Fey and then like 30 rock Tina Fey and then final Tina Fey. a musician who has lost his passion for music I mean, he didn't really it's a little deceiving is transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself she's not really do, who wrote that what uh, I was on you uh, copied that Yeah, she's not really an infant soul either.
1: Yeah, I I think that synopsis is incorrect. It's way off because he hasn't lost his passion. He had just gotten the gig he really wanted,
0: right? And twenty-two has been around for a very long time. Yes, just doesn't want to go
2: be a human, and Mm -hmm. who could blame her? Well, that was what was on IMDb. Well,
0: IMDb IMDb is wrong
2: is fucking wrong you 're wrong i
0: am d b so a music teacher who has just reached his dream performance to to perform with a very another very accomplished musician is unfortunately, jazz musician, jazz musician is uh taken from this world uh, before he 's able to peak
1: mm mm-hmm
0: achieve his dreams and he's paired up with a, a soul who
1: has been passed for she's kind of a kind of a um well he kind of he kind of worms his way in there he didn't get paired up with her he kind of he did he kind of lied his way into it he did yeah he lied his way into
0: the role of being a mentor although he didn't want to he just kind of lied to try and get back to earth almost immediately um where uh, hilarity ensues, and his soul becomes mixed up with another being, which makes for some of the funniest moments in this movie. Oh yeah, in my opinion. Now, the the thing now that's not the thing I love most about this movie. The thing I love most about this movie is, and always with Pixar films, is seeing those things that they test, those new technologies that they're testing those new artists that they're trying out uh, in their short films, those make their way into their feature films. So a lot of work that they did with their subsurface scattering. So their materials and everything was done in the, um, what was it beamed up or take me to your leader. The one with the aliens, they were trying to get the guy out of his room and they kept knocking. Uh, that, out was him. A long, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Oh. That one. I mean, they've, they have pretty much mastered that um, and um, inside our uh, night and day. Yep. Night and night day, day was, was another, and those, that character style was almost, it was directly in this for.
2: Um, With the like outlines. And what the, was
0: the Kenny, is that what they,
2: they, the guy that was going around trying to stop them.
0: Well, all of them
2: yeah, were called
0: Kenny just because our, the human brain.
1: I, I want to say that the guy that was following them around actually was one that had a different name, but all the others were referred to yeah. as the same name. Yeah. He was like the arbitrator or some weird name like that. He,
2: now, uh, he... for, for those listeners out there that do not know what subsurface scattering is, uh, that is a, re- a rendering technique. It's, it's how you do light kind of passing through something, not like passing transparency. Passing like, think, a, think a candle, how like you can see the light going through the wax, but you can't see through the wax. Yes. Or like uh or yeah, like uh passing through a like a fleshy surface. So if you take a flashlight
0: and you put your hand over the top of it when it's on, mm-hmm. you see that light tra- kind of travel and scatter through and you get this kind of like pinkish and and uh that that fun kind of happening. Or if you hold up a grape to the light, you look through it, that's what subsurface scattering is. So a uh, technique used a lot in rendering skin. But um Here, they use it to create the ethereal and soft effect of the the souls Mm -hmm. uh, in this movie. So the rendering style, uh, absolutely gorgeous. That soft Pixar feel. The characters are amazing. They move in amazing ways. What did you guys think?
2: I I don't like jazz music at all. But for some reason, it sounded really good in this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it yeah and it could be just because i haven't been any place that plays live music in a while that when they were in the clubs and doing the tryouts and all those things i get this kind of warm like cozy feeling like i wanted to sit there with some friends have a cocktail and be in with the music mm-hmm. um again that could be a year off of all of that um so i really like that i really i did like the story. Um, you know, going in, I didn't know anything about the story. This is Pixar either will tell you so much that you kind of know everything in their trailers or just enough to get you, you know, with a little gag to get you through the window or through the window, through the door,
1: um, or through the Friends window. going in the window. Ah, Screw it. Right.
2: Nah. Nice. Um, you know, through the door, I was looking in a window when I said that. Um, so I thought that was, Creepo. I liked that, uh, that I didn't know much about it exactly. um i I, I did have concerns
1: looking through the window
2: it's my own window I was looking out of the window. there's some dude out there on an airboat um, I did like i I was a little worried it would be too much like inside out it was close it was mm-hmm. dangerously close to being like inside out, but um, I very much enjoyed it i i mm-hmm. as you anyone that that paid attention to our top five shows, the last one um it was my best kids movie of the year, and it would have been number two if I left it in the other one. So, I very much enjoyed it. I also, uh, well, I loved. Are we, are we doing the twist, the critter twist?
0: I, mm, that's uh, that's up to you guys. I I I don't think it's a huge spoiler, but I mean, spoiler warning if you're concerned uh, where I I said um, that his soul gets mixed up. Into that of another being, then here's your warning.
2: It's a cat, yes, yes. and it's adorable. It's hilarious mm-hmm. because of the cat was a is a um, emotional support animal or like a, a therapy animal that's mm-hmm. at the hospital trying to get him out of his his coma, and he ends up going down there. Um, I like that. I, I like the I like the overall big idea. <laughs> he was doing oral. <laughs> he ends up going down there. I like that. I I I like the overall idea. You know, sometimes Pixar has these very big ideas that I really. You know, Monsters Inc. was a big idea. They, they yeah, made, but they made It made it make sense.
1: To me, this this movie felt a little bit. I mean, without saying over kids' heads, it's it seemed like it was a a much more mature topic to make a kids' movie out of.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, I I. I understand and I agree with that. And I think we're, we're kind of seeing, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or tell me if you disagree, but I, I I think we're seeing with, with the age that Pixar is, I think Pixar is also kind of growing up at, at the same time. So their content has gotten more, much more mature. Mm. They've done people more with that comes more real life settings. Um, real life things that you're just gonna have to, to right to,
2: to
1: now think. i'm i'm probably yeah. in well, the real, quick here. On
2: a real quick here real quick um yeah my kid watched it he had he watched both the movies with me um, wonder woman which we'll talk about later of course and soul he actually did not have any questions about soul
1: Hobgoblin?
2: um although yes he also watched hobgoblins with me <laughs> <laughs> and just the end of sabrina just a uh, jesus oh no god what no, uh, and he didn't have any questions. he never which is weird because he he will ask questions about various things in movies now. um, you know, we lost a dog recently, so we had explained certain things um there's so maybe that's why um but he he was actually he was very engaged the whole way, he's seven, soon to be eight
1: and 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 I may be in the minority here, but <laughs> I mean. Wild, yes. I thought Soul was visually very beautiful. It was it was a very pretty movie. They did an excellent job animating it. I I liked how everything looked. I liked the 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 look of the souls.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it was it was very interesting design. I I just really didn't care for the story. And and to me, this movie was not one of their best. I it. It was kind of lost on me, and it might have just been the topic. It might have just been the way the way that I was when I watched it. It might have it it might have just been that it didn't hit me right. I don't know, but it, this wasn't this wasn't real high on my list. I was like, eh, yeah.
0: Do you think maybe some of that was your kind of like your uh, onward hangover? It it maybe. may have it may have been you loved because onward,
1: right? because to me, onward was a far better movie. Mm-hmm. I liked um, Onward much more than I liked Soul.
0: Soul, for me, I'm not the world's biggest fan of jazz music. I have not been exposed to a whole lot of it. Um, but I thought the balance of the amount, I I was concerned that there was going to be too much jazz in it. Mm-hmm. Like I would be, like, uh, you know. But there was a a
1: very good balance of that. Um, well, but see, for me, the, the jazz wasn't even wasn't even part of the picture. I mean, the, the jazz was less a aspect of the movie and more just like a, oh, yeah, he plays jazz kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it the, the music did not take a center stage, did not take did not take really precedent at very many points in the movie. I mean, maybe the one part where he where he like kind of went into, quote unquote, the zone. But other than that, the the jazz was not really all that prevalent other than the concept of he plays music and he loves jazz. Right. And I, I think if jazz was
0: maybe more the focus as it kind of is presented to be in some of the previews, I may not have enjoyed it as much. Mm. Um, This movie unexpectedly was a movie that I didn't feel tempted to get up and do something else. I feel tempted to go and, and wash a dish or mm-hmm. or vacuum I, I mean or take down the christmas tree. I mean I did. I'm not a psychopath, but um this was just the right length mm-hmm. for me. Um it was beautiful and I I enjoyed it very very much. I think now that we've kind of got that one spoiler out of the way, the funniest moment in the movie for me Is where Joe's getting his haircut. We're about to, and the cat. I'm sorry. Well, (laughs) Joe cat is talking to Joe as he's in the chair. Mm -hmm. He's like, "You got to do this, and you got, yeah, blah blah blah. We got to go fix this and do this." And sorry, hit my microphone. And they cut to the barber, and you just see it from his perspective because they they can understand each other, right? To everybody else, the cat's just meowing, right. So he's climbing up and he's talking to him and everything, and they cut to the barn and he's just going <laughs> and
1: That I about fell out of my chair. And for me, it was the vis- it was the visual gag of when he slipped and just ran that stripe right down the center of his head. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh god!"
2: Yeah, a little, little tiny cat foot slipped on the rug. Right. The barbershop scenes in this were great, and they actually made me miss hair. Having mm-hmm. hair. I mean... You could Get a shave. You can go get it cut? I got a I shave. Yeah. I got you a public you shave. A shave too? Not a public shave, but a... Uh, uh, pubic shave. Yeah, I got a pubic shave once. No! There you go. Uh, uh, I like that. Um, uh, The other thing I, I did... I it did took it me point. longer than I should admit to catch the fact that 22 was an old soul. Meaning that... The, the number of the one soul, like, right before 22 is paired up with him. He's supposed to teach the soul how to live or how to... I forget the exact term they end up using. Find the spark. Yeah, find the spark before they can go down and basically become a baby. So the soul is, like, in the billions, which is theoretic... Which was the exact number when they made the movie of what they actually thought. The number of people that had been alive on this planet, obviously, I guess. And then there's, there's soul number 22, which has obviously been around forever and just like, yeah, I don't really want to go down there. I'm just going to hang out here. And he has to find the spark on this, this thing that's been a, been alive for as long as the life has been on this earth. It took me a long time to figure that numbering out, <laughs> like finally hit me about 30 minutes to an hour, well, I guess not an hour, probably about 30 minutes after the introduction. I was like, oh, duh. Hmm. But It was kind of a cool little
1: thing. Now, I will say that one of the things that I think that Disney missed out on a little bit is I I always like it when a Disney movie, because I know that Greg absolutely hates musicals. I I actually enjoy musicals. And one of the things that I loved and one of the reasons why there's a particular movie that has a really, really soft spot in my heart is they actually managed to make me enjoy a style of music that I don't really listen to. I mean, I don't typically care for it. I don't seek it out. I did, But if I'm just kind of wandering around the house and looking for something to put on in the background and listen to, it's my go-to movie. And it, it surprised me when it actually kind of started to grow on me. And that's Hercules with the, the gospel-type music that they play in Hercules and Hercules. Yeah. And I really feel like, you know, that that was something that they could have done with jazz in this movie, kind of like they did it with in um, Princess and the Frog. But you can understand that. But again, like you said, if they'd had more music in it, you probably wouldn't have liked it. If,
0: if there had been more of a specific type of jazz, the the screaming trumpets, I'm not a big fan of.
2: Yeah, the discordant
0: stuff so, I don't like. Yeah, the discordant kind of <laughs> it had discordant music playing um, on the uh, the closed captions. It's
2: kind of funny. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, the rest of the score, which we talked about the other day, is uh, Trent I Reznor,
0: like Ross, and Trent Reznor. You mm-hmm. can totally
2: hear it. Yeah, you after can totally I hear
0: like recent nine inch nails mm. in there and i i thought it mm, i thought it worked i thought it worked really well especially mm. for like the techie parts uh for me this 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 movie is a, a
2: visual triumph yeah uh, okay let's move on we have a lot of ranting to do we are getting late
1: mm, uh, right, so right, right.
2: i think uh me and Jimmy, yay for Soul! Watch it. I mean, this is—it's weird when it's streaming. Watch it. I mean, if you have nothing better to do, watch it,
0: yeah. Um, but it's a—it's—it's it's not a
2: huge time investment. I mean, it's and it's free on yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. And I would have totally seen it in the theater. Yeah, yeah, I would have as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now you guys
1: need to talk about Sabrina. All right. Well, disorder. I was. I was anger. super looking forward to this because I've been a fan of the show. I've really enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. Um, some seasons have been better than others. But Sabrina Season 4, uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Season 4, was released on Netflix on December 31st of 2020. And it's got all the regular cast members. It's Guy Kiernan Shipka, Ross, Ross Lynch, Lucy Davis, Chance per- Perdomo, Michelle Gomez, Jess Sinclair, Tati Gabrielle, Adeline Rudolph, Richard Coyle, Miranda Otto, Lachlan Watson, and Gavin Leatherwood. All, yeah. your, all your normal players. And this season, we did have a cameo from the original aunties from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I thought was neat. Oh, cool. Now, the and, disclaimer here I was, I was making is that
0: I've only seen the last episode.
1: Correct. I, I I, actually told you to watch the, you, you were just going to watch like the last two minutes to see what I was bitching about. But I was like, just watch the whole episode. It's not that long. Watch
0: the whole episode. And I was like, man, this is something I could really get behind and go back and watch. And then we'll get to that.
1: Yeah. So the synopsis for this season is Sabrina and the Fright Club deal with the arrival of the Eldritch Terrors and the coming void that promises to wipe out all life, not just on the mortal realm, but the infernal and celestial realms as well. So this is like a cataclysmic event. This, the Eldritch Terrors are these ancient beings that that supersede basically all life in the cosmos. So yep. my initial thoughts, I, I actually really enjoyed the season. It had a nice pace. Uh they pretty much dealt with one terror, one eldritch terror at a time per episode. Now, it did get kind of fantastical, unbelievable how they beat some of these terrors. You know, at times it was bordering on unbelievable, but ultimately it still ended up being a complete binge watch for me. I mean, I sat down and I watched the whole season in one go. I didn't want to put it down. I enjoyed it right up until the end, and that's when things took a huge and really kind of unforgivable leap. Yeah. I mean, I really felt like it was very irresponsible writing, and I can't believe that this wasn't proofread out, especially when there was an extremely obvious, albeit used, solution. And and I get that sometimes showmakers wanna be difficult, but but no no no. In in, in my opinion, this ending was not acceptable. Not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'll have I'll have Jimmy spoil that for you. So if if you wanna watch the season four, don't listen now because this might turn you off like it has for Jimmy. I, I still think you should watch. Have you watched the other the other seasons, Jimmy? No.
0: No. The
1: show's a decent watch. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't, you know, pin everything on this ending for the show, but it definitely puts a sour taste in your mouth.
0: Yeah. And um as Rob said. Huge, huge spoiler, um, huge spoiler warning if you had planned on watching it, if you were watching it, you didn't quite get around to the end. Um, you said to watch the last 10 to 15 minutes of it, and then you said, you know, just watch the whole thing. I said, sure, I'll watch the whole thing. What am I doing? Um,
1: I mean, it was only yeah, like 30,
0: 45 minutes, something like that. It was over an hour. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's fine. But I, I really enjoyed it. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I maybe I should stop here and then go back and catch up. But I I stuck through it. I thought the acting was fine. I thought the graphics were fine. Um, then the the ending is where I I started to question, like, because you in our Patreon chat had um, uh, our patron chat Discord, um, had expressed your uh, displeasure with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and rightfully so I think. But I was like, that's not that's not how I don't understand how that's happening until the very end. So Sabrina to uh stop the oncoming um the final Eldritch
1: terror, the void yeah, to to, that to consumes to, everything.
0: Yep, to prevent the void from consuming everything that we know. Um Gives herself up. Um, sacrifices herself, basically, yeah. to save everyone. And um, at this point, uh, a few of her friends have have already been... She basically becomes the Void. And with a touch, a nod, a gesture, or a look, she can commit anything to the Void. Uh, basically make anything disappear. Mm-hmm. And uh as as the life is draining from her, um her her friends and those affected by the void come back one by one until um she's gone. And at which point her boyfriend comes back, um and it's you know revealed that yeah you know, no, she's she's not there anymore. Uh, A whole bunch of other stuff happened in the episode leading up to that. So, you know, very very
1: touching moment right there at the end, too. If they had ended it right there, I'd have been fine.
0: Yeah. If
1: if maybe they had ended it with her friends,
0: like having a a picnic on the one year anniversary and and Mm. Salem's there and he's being a little funny cat and stuff like that. That would have been fine. But they chose to go uh, a very unfortunate route. Um, with, with, uh, almost not, not after the titles or anything, but Sabrina is shown in the afterlife, the hereafter, mm-hmm. uh, surrounded by paintings that she loves, reading a book. Cool. All right. When in to the hereafter walks her boyfriend, her 16 year old boyfriend. Yep. Who he says he's decided to, uh, Take a swim in the sea of sorrow. And
1: And it's got a wicked
0: undertone. strong. And she's just like, oh, no, 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 Nick, no. He's like, well, at least we're together forever.
1: And she's like, you're right. And it's like, "We start licking each other. I'm like, did we, did we really just glorify and romanticize teen suicide? Is that what just happened? I I couldn't I could not believe it. I was like, "Are you effing serious?" I mean, to me, that's right up there with these irresponsible shows about the teen mothers. You know what? I'm going to be irresponsible and have a kid and get on a TV show. No, that's not. Mm, stop. I think it. I think at 16, if you're
0: in a relationship, you think it's going to last forever. Very rarely, sure it does. But <laughs> the way of preserving that
1: relationship
0: is not the way they chose to go is uh, not to kill yourself yeah there shouldn't be any like
1: nobody fucking read that and was like oh hey guys well that hey this might this not might not be a great idea and the thing that really irritates My me mind. is there's such an easy fix to it and it's been used before but who gives a shit basically sabrina is sitting in the hereafter and you can still have the entire scene almost exactly. But Sabrina is sitting in the hereafter. And some middle-aged guy walks up, to, walks up to her and says, hey. And you see the middle-aged guy. The camera pans around Sabrina, obscuring him from vision. And when it comes around the other side, he's his younger self again. Boom. You just fixed yeah. the friggin' problem. What I mean, the hell, man? Are you fucking kidding me? This is bullshit any other way any other way nobody looked at this and thought you know maybe maybe this isn't such a good idea yeah
0: it's uh it's not good it's reckless it's irresponsible writing and it's uh very unfortunate and just you one could only hope that uh uh, uh a love lorn 16 15 year old isn't watching that and goes let me keep that in
1: mind you know what I'm, I'm, that's the way to go. I'm going to end. I'm going to kill myself right now. Yeah.
2: That, that's weird still to, to me that you were the one that you were the one that pointed out first, Robin. You're usually just like, okay, that's what they had to say, but I'm not going to find hidden messages. So you mentioned it first and I'm like, but you didn't well, but, say why, but to you me- didn't say why what you were talking about. And then someone else in the chat room mentioned it and then someone else did. And I'm like, wow, this must be bad. So then I, Went and then I finally asked you, like, well, what actually happened? Because people are talking very vaguely. Because we we don't like spoiling in the chat room either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's bad. We have a separate that's, room. For yeah, that.
1: and 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 I know that that I usually kind of let a lot of stuff go. Well, that's not true. I I get worked up over a lot of shit in movies, and I I mean, anybody who listens to the podcast heard my forty five minute rant on the Lion King, but <laughs> so. I mean I
2: and another timeline the rant is still going.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I just I just can't believe that in today's day and age that that slipped by anybody. Just so so irresponsible. And I mean, not only am I saddened for the show, Sabrina, because it really puts a bad taste in your mouth as far as the ending is concerned, but it really casts a negative light on Netflix for allowing that to go forward. I mean, I don't understand how you can allow that to go forward. I mean, it's not, it's not a show where you're bringing light to a problem. That's different. If you're doing a show and bringing light to a problem... I I still have some issues with it, but you know, if you're shining a light in an effort to help this, this is not that Mm -hmm. this is straight up glorification and romanticizing teenage suicide. And I can't believe that they let it through. And we're looking at Jimmy's armpit. And Greg I can't muted. hear Greg Greg is muted <laughs> <laughs> and
2: Netflix has had trouble with that recently, yeah didn't
1: they didn't they get dinged on another show
2: recently uh two shows they got the the whatever certain number of reasons why was it twelve reasons oh, 13. Why 13 reasons why that which had of course suicide problems, and then there was that show was it I blanked it from my mind, the name of it I think it was like that French movie about like kid dancers or something that was unrelated to suicide, but it was oh, like yeah, it was cuties or something.
0: Sexualizing.
2: Yeah. And they were like, well, this one scene is needed to show how it is sexualizing. And I'm like, yeah, hey, you don't need to show that. But I we, refuse we, we to look it up and I refuse to watch it because I don't want that shit associated with my name on my work computer. <laughs> so,
1: or, or, no on your, or on your Netflix account, because you know, they'll continue to feed you inappropriate shit after yeah, you right. watch it. If you like this, you should also watch this. Okay. Here's so, some German snuff films. Wait, what?
2: That's on Netflix? Sign me up. <laughs> Jimmy is stopping recording so he can get a subscription to Netflix. Uh, so are, are we done with Sabrina? I think so. Okay. I, I'm going to introduce Wonder Woman 1984.
1: Introducer. <laughs> Wonder Woman
2: 1984, or WW84, as the tagline on the trailers uh, came out. Uh, also came out on Christmas Day. It was directed and written by Patty Jenkins, or co-written by Patty Jenkins. Starring, of course, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, and one really whiny kid who can't act.
1: Well, and is it Gal Gadot or is it Gal Gadot? Because yeah, I, I, I think it's Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm.
2: Whatever.
1: She's awesome. Yeah, I like her. yeah she, oh, oh, I, she's I, awesome. Love Gal Gadot. Yeah.
2: So this movie not so much but so here's the official thing again imdb not sure if that's real or not rewind to the 1980s as wonder woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing two all-new foes max lord and the cheetah and the writers uh three fairly
1: basic and good lord
2: okay so let me
0: grabbing synopsis from uh, imdb
1: i want to go well there's no other place to really find that
2: I know.
0: Well,
1: so, there's actually just, there's actually typically two synopsis. There's one at the top, and then there's one a little bit further down, and yeah. the further down one is usually a little bit more descriptive. I'm I'm not busting your balls. I'm busting their balls. So because, so let me
2: get the. I have been re, All three of us were very excited about this movie, and there's a reason yes. why I'm saying, it. because this is one of those movies that we're going to criticize, and I've seen people criticize it with very good reasons. And people were like, well, you know, you just wanted it to fail because it has a woman lead. I went Mm -hmm. back and looked, and all three of us had Wonder Woman as the best movie of the year, the year that it came out. All three of us had mentioned something about being extremely excited about this movie coming out. Mm -hmm. And all three of us wanted to see it in the summer in the theater and had mentioned that it sucked that we couldn't. So we were fans of the first Mm -hmm. movie. So it is not... Just, I don't, I'm, we know enough of our listeners to know that's probably not the route they're going to go, but I just want to be very clear that this is a, because I have a sneaking suspicion this is going to be like a complaint fest. So I was yeah. very excited to watch this. We, we basically kind of did like a big couch kind of picnic on Christmas day. We put a, put a bunch of pillows on the floor or in front of the couch and we made popcorn and yeah, know, we, we did the same thing.
0: We, you know, lay down and we
2: yourself had, in the face. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. Summer. Um, we, uh, you know, watched it and there's puppies around. It was nice. And about 30 minutes or so into Wonder Woman, all I could get with this naggy feeling is I'm not enjoying this at all. I'm kind of bored. Where's Wonder Woman? Why is this even set in the 80s? And actually, you know, and I started getting a few notes on my phone because I that, like, soul didn't touch my phone once. Mm-hmm. This Started looking at the chat room.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like, why am I bored? It's supposed to be a big action movie. I, I the first one I didn't do this. Even bad movies, like you know, some of the like Suicide Squad, I didn't do it. It's bad, but I was engaged. You know, so that was my that was my oh, initial.
1: But I'm married now. <laughs> Yo. And. I have to say, I, I actually did like the opening sequence with um, young Diana in the game and learning the lesson about not cheating. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, did that even come back to mean anything later on? I was trying to figure that out, too. It it it, 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 it seemed like it was an important thing and it was going to come back later. And then I don't really think it what did. did.
2: They say, what did they say to her when she, when they stopped her
1: from winning? Was it they're something? like, don't cheat, asshole. You, you cheat. didn't earn it or something, or. It's like. Yeah.
2: Because the end of the movie was not related to that at all. It was something. Right.
0: Well, me... my opinion on that opening Pod Race. Mm. Too
2: mm-hmm.
0: long. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I, I don't need this. This is filler. You know, and that's
1: exactly what it was. It was complete filler because it didn't really have any kind of impact on the movie.
0: Yeah, it it was kind of cool at first. And then I'm like, okay, this is going on too long. And then it's like, how the fuck did they study for this course? It doesn't seem to make any sense.
1: I mean, it was visually really neat, but that's essentially all it was was because it had no impact or bearing on the movie whatsoever. What's what's
2: funny is when you see these kind of futuristic stadiums in any movie. All like I've been to you know enough concerts, enough football games. You know, you go to the Jacksonville Stadium or something like that, and you're like, "How do people get in and out of this place? It's pretty steep. How are yeah. they getting up there? Where are they pooping? <laughs> 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 like, why is there not porta pie? Where are they? I mean, I guess in this mm-hmm. case they're not parking, but like maybe horses. A lot. Like, Where? Like, there's not a bunch of houses nearby. Like, yeah. what's they're go. pooping on their horses? What? Yeah. Graphically, like, a lot of parts in this looked like
0: pre Yes. I mean, and that was a reoccurring thing throughout the film. They looked like proper, what? Like pre like when you block out a scene in 3D. Mm-hmm. Like, like what, what they do now quite, is because it's not quite finished. You know, 10 out of 10. It, it's not, yep, that's done. This This was like maybe two stages below. Like, Y'all didn't finish that shit?
2: Yeah, previs is, is a lot of times they'll, they'll, like Jimmy said, they'll block out a scene before they build a set. They don't want to build a set and then bring a camera in and bring in actors and they aim a camera and they're like, oh crap, you can't see what this actor is doing in this scene because of this post in the way or something. Mm-hmm. So they'll actually model it out in 3D first, put the cameras where they think they should have it, and they'll set up their shots to see if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And, then, yeah. and so it's like a storyboard, but in a computer. And then they'll go and actually film the shot, and if they have to do special effects and stuff, they will sometimes use some of the stuff that they built for it later on. But most movies with spe- with a lot of special effects do that first.
0: Yeah.
2: Make sure they get the right shots and stuff. And you've seen it. It's like the gray uh, geometry with very simple lighting and no reflections and all that stuff. But obviously, they took it a bit further, obvious, but just didn't.
0: They didn't quite finish it.
2: It which is crazy because they had extra months mm-hmm yeah um we we're of course not gonna I mean yeah we started it. we're not gonna go through every single scene of this but um so yeah so it does open up like you said mm-hmm. on like this big event when with showing Diane as a kid which I don't really think there's much of a payoff I and then it jumps it basically jumps to the 80s
0: from then I was like I'm not gonna like this I'm just going to start taking, talking shit about it right now. And we mm. did. And there was a lot to talk shit about. Mm-hmm. You said, and and the reason why I was kind of, why I scoff at the the synopsis, the rewind to the 1980s. You said this yourself. The fact that it was set in the 1980s was inconsequential. Yep. It had no bearing on on the film at all. I think that was one of the things I was most excited about. Seeing Chris Pine in parachute pants in a, uh, in a, mm-hmm. a a fanny pack, I was like, hell yes, this is gonna be all fucking neon synthesizers, man. Sign me up. And it really wasn't.
1: Uh, some of it took place in a mall. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. And then we had Wonder Woman playing Spider Man. Your your friendly neighborhood Wonder Woman, just like, yeah. just like you know, stopping crimes. And I'm like, what is
0: she deserve? So much better than this.
2: She really did. Like, man, and as you're talking, i reminded of more things I hated. <laughs> so, yeah, like, they did the, the Wonder Woman that. there was very campy in the mall. There was, like, things where she, like, pushed a kid, and the kid, like, slid with a comical, like, squeaky sound out of the way of, like, a fight.
1: Into a giant stuffed bear.
2: Yeah. Just... The
0: funniest moment about this is when I said, holy shit, they're in Virginia. This takes place in 1984. Holy shit. I'm Steve
2: and Diana's son. (laughs) Ooh. So that's there you go. So they yeah, there was like that. There was the
1: you are wonder Jimmy. (laughs) Hell yeah. And we have a title. (laughs) Woman Jimmy. Jimmy. Wonder Jimmy. Or Greg's Airboat Fetish. Greg's Airboat Fetish.
0: Uh so yeah I mean there introduce Kristen Wig Diana of course is the um
2: at the Smithsonian she's like an arche- archeologist she's a she cool. gets artifacts and... Well I have
1: to say Kristen Wig was my favorite was my favorite actor I thought she did the best job because I was actually really impressed with her ability to play the villain So was I, actually.
2: I was very worried on my casting. She always does twitchy and weird.
1: Yeah, she she does the the comedic, uh, shy mouse. And
0: she was for a little while.
1: But she was. She
0: wasn't. She was great.
1: Yeah, she flipped and played the villain really well. They subtly built it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, they actually did a decent job, but everything else (laughs) they shit the bag. Yeah,
0: everything else was just a Fucking tornado and it, was, it was
1: so convoluted was and super convoluted. Almost and I was like, wait, how is this gonna work? He wants to be the stone and why is he why is he losing why is he getting sick? Why I don't understand what why is it because the stone didn't have any of these problems. Why is he having these problems? And then it's like, well, but now he doesn't have to touch people, you know. The metaphoric touching is not actually touching. You know, yes, TV allows you to reach out and touch millions of people. Well, just because somebody uses the word touch doesn't mean that you're actually touching all of these people, you jackass.
0: Yeah, he's, he's getting sick and then he's not sick. But he doesn't quite have superpowers, so he's not really, not really gaining anything other
1: than status yeah I and I, all he's taking is their health. I'm like, okay, so his his wish now has to become you know i I just have to take everybody's health because I'm unhealthy, but what is that actually getting you? It's actually getting you jack shit so this and maybe that's kind of part of the reasoning as far as how the stone works. you know you don't actually get your wish. it just kind of backfires on you
2: they did, they made they did mention the uh the monkey's paw kind of thing. Mm-hmm, you, you get mm-hmm. wish, but it's going to be messed up. But
0: it, yeah. None I mean, of
2: this was very well explained. No. in Except for what he was actually doing. A couple of shots of
0: someone sitting there with a, a pencil behind their ear, reading in a book. I, I think Diana at some point had a Cheetah, I don't remember her name, research that and find that out. But that was never... Because it went from, hey, can you look this up for
1: me to we're fighting now. And and I gotta say, for like the first I don't know, thirty minutes in the middle of the movie after after Kristen Wig makes her wish, after Kristen Wig makes her wish for like the next thirty minutes, I thought she was actually stealing Diana's powers.
2: Yeah. So did
1: I I was like, This is
2: not this is not very well explained. I, if Diana's powers were going down, hers seemed to be going up,
1: yeah. It was yeah. right. So I thought she was stealing her powers. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, no, what? And
2: there and was- I love
1: Pedro Pascal, but I, I don't think that he saved the movie at all. He, he wasn't that great in it. Nah, if- I, I love Gal Gadot, so I can forgive her anything. Uh, Kristen Wiig was great, but otherwise it was all just really kind of forgettable
2: like i thought that they like the thing i compl- i did forget about was like the invisible jet like how they did it
1: and i was like nope like
2: i thought that was dumb oh,
1: like God. making it- yeah wonder woman can now make shit invisible she's got a superpower that she can make shit invisible oh and by the way she flies now but was she flying or was she using her lasso to lasso lightning because that's apparently a thing and she can lasso lightning, and then she uses that to propel herself forward. But if she's flying, why the fuck does she need to do that? I don't – make up your friggin' mind. You're just confusing the shit out of me. Well, that's and the I problem with
2: DC the movies. They make everyone way too powerful, and they don't know where to go with it. Like, I'm like make up your damn mind. But, like – and it's, I mean, it's the the problem with DC characters in general. They do the same thing for the most part. You know, like, they make them unbeatable, and they wonder why they run out of stories. Um, this was uh, co-written by whom? Greg? It was Patty Jenkins, but I don't know who the other people, uh, Jeff, Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns, who was a D who was a DC writer or DC line editor and writer. Uh, the, the flying with the lasso thing or the flying thing, she has been able to fly in periodic incarnations. And the reason I know right. that because everyone in America was watching that movie on Christmas day, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I went to Google cause I was bored. And I typed can. Number one thing, can Wonder Woman fly? Yep. Did you have that happen to you too? I did not, but I knew it was going to I typed in weird. the word can, and that was the number one thing that was being searched at that point. I didn't even type in the W. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and... I always find it interesting.
1: And a little and weird think-
2: when I'm Googling at night and I'm like, lesbian college cheer, and it already finishes it for me. Yeah. Like, that was but must be what everyone... And
1: and that's the thing is, I I know that Wonder Woman can fly in certain incarnations. And in fact, when she started flying, I was like, oh, okay, so we're doing the Wonder Woman can fly, the Wonder Woman can fly version. And then she started using her lasso. And I'm like, wait a minute, is she she flying or is she just, or is she just fallen with style? (laughs) Thank you, Buzz. (laughs) The... Trying to
2: tiptoe around this because of what's going on, but no, just
1: it. You don't want to watch this movie anyway, just spoil it. No, that's not a
2: spoiler. Um, you I don't want to the, the, actors, office, the actors came out and said there was no allegories to anything in this movie, and I'm usually one that I'm the one in this thing that likes political commentary. And there is one sequence, I believe it's when they show him putting his little sign out, uh, Pedro Pascal or Max, whatever. Uh, putting his little sign out in his little office and he, they talk about him being, he's a reality TV show that host that just wanted power. I'm like, "Uh, don't do this. And then you realize he has like the golden hair and all that stuff. And I think Patty Jenkins totally did it because she said that she wanted to, she did say in an interview, she wanted to reference some real life happenings. And I didn't need that. I didn't want it.
1: I want, I wanted nothing to do with it. I don't want real life in my escapism. Don't try and give me a moral. Give me my escapism, and Mm -hmm. I am not looking for for uh, any kind of political subtext in my fucking Wonder Woman movie. Okay, just give me what I came to see. And like the the character of Max
2: Lord is different. I think I don't. He's been around in different incarnations also, but from what I remember, he's one of the he's kind of one of those that doesn't trust superheroes, Mm -hmm. and they he puts a bunch of satellites up in the sky. He is wealthy. It's nothing with wishes. It's nothing with anything like that. He's not a fraud. He puts up a bunch of satellites uh, called brother. Eye, and those, and those satellites can release like an army of like Android synthoids uh, to take out whatever he feels like doing. So it's, it's more of that type of story when you get with him, like Mm -hmm. he's a good guy. You know, it's, it's very similar to the Tony Stark thing where Tony Stark realizes that maybe it's not a good idea to have made Ultron. That's kind of more what that character is. You know, he wants to protect everything himself, and it gets away from him. It's not at all what this story says. And even, I think Jimmy wrote something about that, like, what was the the character's motivation? Uh. (laughs) It was like...
0: I'm not sure, because somehow... Uh, Kristen Wiig's character fell in love with him mm-hmm. for some reason
1: and um, I don't I mean I don't, honestly I don't know that she did I think she just felt like she needed to protect him because she wanted to keep her wish
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: I get that um I don't know
0: if the motivations for
2: this. why did Kristen Wiig turn into a freaking cheetah like she never said I want to be a cheetah She no she she said, she said apex predator
0: apex predator yep
2: uh uh. So,
0: take that for you know what you want.
2: Okay, well that part makes sense then, a little better.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: because she hadn't
0: like started turning you know, hairy and stuff until that point.
1: She um, said, "I don't want to be like anyone else. I want to be the apex predator." My favorite part, which would have been hilarious if he'd have turned her into a shark, yeah, <laughs> Not on the land with
0: um my my favorite no more sharks Rob. my favorite part of this film was when uh chris pine or steve was fighting with uh max lord in the white house in the background yeah and um it's just this goofy like how people would actually fight like who can't fight just like sticking your hand in somebody else's face and just kind of pushing and kind of slapping at each other Um, that's happening while Wonder Woman is fighting Cheetah Um, so you have that one of the things that made the first movie so great were these badass like 360 fight scenes you had that for like two seconds Mm -hmm. like two seconds That's all you got of a badass, super cool fight scene. And it was just like, well, shit. The thing you did so well in the first movie, I understand, you know, not wanting to do the same thing over again, but... But you got away from the formula and... That made everybody involved look so badass.
1: That's what happens with DC. DC cannot get out of their own friggin' way. Nope. And they always screw... It's it's like they're the little brother who's always trying to be Marvel. Mm-hmm. Marvel has figured it out. Marvel yeah. figured it out. They, they put it in the hands of true fans and stepped out of the way. Every
0: time there was a point in this film that I got confused or I questioned, you know, well, what happened between now and then? all I could think of was just wait for the Snyder cut because I felt this, like this movie was made to be a, to to be to be turned into a four, pa- four part series on HBO max.
1: And I, I thought we had turned a corner with wonder woman because we had wonder woman and we had Aquaman. Aquaman, Aquaman was not horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't as good as wonder woman, but it wasn't horrible. It, and it felt I was like a couple of steps in the right direction. I was I was tired of the only good DC movies being Batman. With the with the last the Christopher Nolan trilogy that we yeah. had for Batman, the Christopher Nolan trilogy for Batman kind of resurged DC. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman came along, and then we had Aquaman, and we're like, okay, all right, you know, this is no Green Lantern we we can do this mm-hmm. and then they did this to us and it's like really
0: i i know it's a dc character in the dc universe but i feel like those good those last good batman movies we had i feel like those were christopher nolan movies yeah now now we're seeing dc movies yeah and dc's formula is bad
1: yeah they they don't know how to get out of their own way mm you're right I think they've. I think they probably have way too much studio interference. Yeah, I mean,
2: and I think that was really teased before this movie came out because there was an article a couple days before that movie came out, and I I don't remember if I talked about it on here or with one of you guys privately, but they were talking about Wonder Woman, and if you like, if you talk about Wonder Woman, everyone's like the movie's great. It has that beauty shot of her climbing out of the the foxhole. It's an awesome movie, but the end seems very weird and tacked on where it all of a sudden becomes a video game with tanks being thrown around and giant things. And I would say the movie is so good it's better than the end. And Patty Jenkins actually came out and said that Warner Brothers made me put this made me change the ending. It was a lot more of a personal ending. You know, like a in which I like those battles better. Yeah. So I, I like I like so a give fist me fight a flawed hero yeah, i well, I like a close up fist fight with good choreography or a, a lightsaber fight or that type of battle, not someone getting very big turning into a monster and throwing tanks like I don't need that
1: I want to see a hero overcome.
2: There's a joke there I'm not gonna take it
1: well mm. not
2: <laughs> give a long G- ass speech about
0: your fucking wishes or whatever for yeah. way too
1: long like- and it was so convoluted and it just there were times there there literally were times where i was like wait what did he say i how does this work again i don't understand this is it's too much stop you need to simplify this shit mm-hmm. you're making me think way too much on christmas day the
2: absorbing of the, the totem was stupid Uh, I don't know. Uh, There was one thing I did kind of like. What'd you say?
0: I thought he should have put it up his butt.
2: Yeah. You always think that, though. Yep. It's weird when you're watching, like, Ratatouille. You should not put the mouse in the hat. You should put it up his butt. Like, that's a problem. Richard Richard Gear, did? Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) You guys are horrible. Uh, No, the... the, I know we... the, The part with the kid at the end, I actually... Was like all oh, where the kid is like you, know, you. don't have to be perfect, dad. You just have to be my dad. That kind of thing.
0: Blah.
2: Like that gets me. I know, I know, but it gets yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, the kid was you, such a shit actor. That's true. Garvey. But I. But when you watch like a Big Brother commercial too, uh, was that the the one where you're like, you like? Know, yeah, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be there for him. Like when I when you see that, I, I get teary for that too. So that part I actually kind of like. And it was also at that point that I just realized how far my child had checked out from the movie. I thought he had been sitting at the kitchen table. Speaking of good parenting, I thought he'd been sitting at the kitchen table, just not watching the movie and playing Minecraft, but he was so bored. He actually left the entire like living room and had gone upstairs and was, was like doing other complete other stuff because he thought the movie was so boring.
1: Yeah. Cause it wasn't good.
2: Yeah. Yep. So. Makes me sad. I wanted it to be good.
0: It's it's really unfortunate. It's it's very unfortunate.
2: Yeah. Hopefully, the other ones we
0: were
1: looking forward to will be better. Yes. Psycho Goreman. I'm looking at you, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. So let's let's close out. Yep. Rob. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Remember to check out our Side B episode. Where we're going to talk about the nineteen eighty-eight movie Hobgoblins. And of course we'll do our Give Me Five question of the week. Do I tell them to Give Me Five Question of the yeah, Week? Yeah, sure. The, the Give the Me question. Five question of the week is going to be your top five Oh shit, eighties movie ripoffs. I just did movie ripoffs. Yeah, I did too. You 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 had phrased
2: it as in the question in the chat room as uh mockbusters. So movies that were made. Um, as a mock you know a, a trying to get the direct-to-video money from a, a giant movie because yeah, I didn't don't think I picked any I 80s said, movies
0: what are your top five most outrageous mockbusters parentheses knockoff versions of 80s films oh shit, uh, oh. oh, shit. hobgoblins is a gremlins knockoff give us five others doesn't matter if you've seen them or not you can include hobgoblins as well
1: I did my homework incorrectly sir you both did. We it, fail.
2: It, there's also the ability to do it based on porn movies too, but I didn't do that.
1: But she anyway,
0: that question was. yes.
1: Anyway, so, yeah. If if you would like to reach out and give us your list, because Greg and I did it wrong, you can. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, givemefivepodcast at gmail.com. Or alternately, you can go directly to the horse's mouth. I'll give you Greg's address. Wait, what? <laughs> give Me Five Podcast.com. And there you can find all the links to our podcast as well as our store. Give me 5 podcastthreadlistcom where you can get all your cool Give Me 5 podcast merchandise. Excellent. Thanks for listening. Good morning,
0: good afternoon, and good night. So